welcome back to Hidden in Plain Sight. G please grab a snack, do your homework, throw on some earbuds, fold laundry. I don't care what you do, but as long as I'm with you, I'm happy. And as long as you're with me, I'm happy. Um, see, I finally said it at the very beginning of the episode. Are you guys happy? I know I'm happy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, grab a snack, enjoy yourself, sit back and relax, kick back and listen with me and chat with me and interact with me. Um, so yeah, we're coming off of a great episode of Evie. Um, I'm going to talk some more about her in the next couple episodes coming along here. But today I really do want to hit on some serious topics. Oh, and also at the end of each episode from here on out, I think I'm going to start doing at least one card um, of the what would you do. Sometimes the episode will be strictly what would you do cards. Other episodes, they might be one or two, you know, at the very end. But I do want to start making it a habit to end off on two things. One what would you do card and two one or two or three things that you're grateful for in your life whether that be a person a situation opportunity or whatever but that's kind of what I want to start integrating into these you know episodes that I put out but yeah excuse me I had to burp there but yeah um there's a couple of topics I want to talk about one of the topics is I think in California something like that but a bunch of um trap rappers if you don't know what a trap rapper is it's just gangster music rap um just rap hip-hop <laughs> some of the hip-hop artists in the community in california are trying to put a ban and this is pretty this is old news but and nobody really talked about it but um they're trying to put a ban on uh violence in music and i think they're specifically talking about in hip-hop music but and if whatever you're hearing if you're hearing something in the background it's the chair i'm just swaying back and forth but anyway they're trying to put a, a end to sp like violence within hip-hop music and my thoughts on that first of all what are your thoughts what do you guys think but my thoughts on that is that's literally the foundation of hip-hop itself i don't want to say hip-hop but rap that's literally the foundation of rap music itself you know like, i don't know i feel like that's somewhat of a violation to those who are seriously in the craft you know those artists who are seriously admiring the craft of hip-hop i don't want I don't, rap you know i feel like that's a it's a violation because that's the fundamentals that's the foundation i hate and i hate to say it you know violence shouldn't be the fundamental of anything or the foundation not fundamental I'm, i meant to say foundation not fundamental um you know i hate to say it violence shouldn't be the foundation of anything but specifically with black culture violence within music is very much the foundation of a lot of different things um you know so i feel like that's a violation because it kind of strips and maybe that's their point maybe they want to strip um the negative connotations and the negative light that's surrounding rap music maybe that's that's the entire point and that's great but there's also those who grew up on that and who not admire the violence but learn something from the violence and they're able to teach and reform and create if that makes any sense they're able to take something horrible um that's seen as glorifying violence and that's seen as uh following in the footsteps of violence from music they're able to take that and teach and flip um and teach the the youth i'm not sure if that made any sense to y'all but i've seen it happen within my community so it makes sense to me but um, I think that is taking away something that has become culture. Violence within rap music is a, a culture, you know, sometimes. And in some cases, you know, if we're looking at music videos and stuff, that's how some people bond too. like, if you look at the music videos, you see a bunch of friends, although it may not be the, you know, 
greatest looking group of friends, but it's a group of friends bonding over that violence. That sounds, this sounds so crazy coming out of my mouth, but I understand why some people would be upset about people, about this group, these, these rappers, um, who probably have violence in their songs, but I understand why some people might disagree with what they're trying to do. Um, but my opinion is it's that it's a part of a foundation. It's a part of a culture, you know, violence within rap music is a part of our culture. You know, that's how it's just a freedom of expression. It's just expression. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that probably sounds so crazy, but I, I'm kind of, I changed that. I'm on the fence. I'm definitely on the fence of, uh, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. <laughs> I'll say I'm on the fence because I feel like if I say that I'm completely for, um, banning violence within rap music, then I'm saying there's a part of a culture, you know, a part of community that gets stripped away, a part of learning and teaching that gets stripped away. But if I say that I'm not for banning and stripping away violence within music, then I'm saying that I'm promoting violence. You know, that's practically what I'm saying. I'm saying that I'm okay with black people being surrounded and listening to violence. And that's how we bond. That's how we communicate. And that's our language within music. So I'm on the fence. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the fence. Uh, the next topic. So that was the first topic, right? The next topic that I want to talk about is since we're on, since we're already on the topic of black culture, um, let's talk about how some mothers feel some type of way about their daughters in their household dressing in short shorts or um, a t-shirt without a bra or just panties in a bra. I, for me, I know when I have my kids my kids will feel more than welcome to walk around in whatever they feel comfortable in. Okay. Now, if we're talking completely naked, you know, I would talk to my kids and say, Hey, if you're going to walk around completely naked, you have to have a serious valid reason to do so, you know, because it's their body and you don't want to make your children feel like their body is supposed to be seen as something, uh, inherently sexual. You know, you want to make sure your children know their boundaries when it comes to being fully naked. So that's something that I would talk to my children about. But if my children want to walk around with a shirt and no bra, or if my son wants to just strictly walk around in his boxers and maybe a t-shirt or just his boxers, you know, something like that, I wouldn't have an issue with that, you know, because my I, I want my children to know that their home is a place that they can express themselves, whether that be in a form of taking their shirt off whenever they feel like it, or whether that be in a form of creativity. I want them to know that wherever they're at, wherever I'm at with them, they have the ability to do that, if that makes any sense. I have heard time after time after time after time after time about specific, and this is strictly only in black households. I have yet to hear this about in, 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 in any other household, but I have heard time after time that my mother tells me all the time I need to be putting a bra on under my t-shirt or I need to be putting shorts on over my boxers or uh, I need to put a robe on because, you know, my breasts are a little bit bigger and they're noticeable. That's just so sick to me. It's so sick because if you feel like anyone, whether it's a man, an older woman, whatever, an uncle coming over or a family event. Now, obviously in a family event, you're not going to have, I wouldn't want my children to walk around straight in their boxers, you know? But if my daughter wants, if her breasts are a little bit bigger and she wants to not have a bra on and just have a t-shirt on and some shorts, that's perfectly fine, especially at a family function. She should feel comfortable enough around her family in order to do something like that. There is absolutely no reason that any man, woman, whatever that's visiting my house, there's no reason why I should feel like my child needs to cover up in front of them. Because if that's the case in any way, I should not have those people in my house, 
period, point blank. I should not feel like my daughter is being sexualized by her uncle or uh, feel like she may be groped or hugged a nasty type of a way or anything like that in, in, in front of any family member at any household. That is disgusting. And I feel like that's that goes so unspoken without, you know, throughout the world and throughout these black cultures and throughout these black families that it's become second nature to a lot of households. This stuff needs to be talked about, guys. This is weird. If you disagree, please come and tell me why you disagree about what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is this, if it wasn't clear before, it's going to be clear right now. If you feel like your child should be being covered up fully head to toe, um, and that you feel like they shouldn't be able to walk around without a bra or in just shorts, free ball and whatever. If you feel like your child is unable to do that within your household with people present or without people present, you have an issue, period, point blank. There should be no reason I am telling my daughter, teenager, younger, whatever, youth, there should be, not youth, but adolescent or teenager, there should be no reason why I'm telling her to put on a bra before someone comes over at all. If I have to second guess what my child is wearing when I have guests over, then I do not need to have those guests over. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Do y'all, is this making sense to y'all? I swear to goodness, if I hear, if someone comes up to me and says, well, Jada, I disagree with what you're saying because of X, Y, and Z, you need to go to therapy. This has nothing to, if you are, if you're sitting up there thinking that your daughter is going to be, or your son, because it's just, although it is catered strictly to females it is also seen males get molested too and males get groped too and males get assaulted too you know but if you feel like you need to tell someone to put this on and put that on and put this on before someone comes over or just for them to walk freely within their household without any guests over you need to go get help there's something wrong with that there's no reason a body because bodies are really meant to be seen as not you know bodies should not be really be seen as sexual you know, just, just from the glance, just looking at a naked body, you shouldn't feel, I feel like you shouldn't really feel any sexual desires lust to a, to a naked body. You know what I mean? Because you have no connection with that body. <laughs> you know, that's not your wife. That's not your boyfriend. That's not your girlfriend. That's not someone you, uh, have talked to that you should feel sexual towards or, you know what I mean? Like a body itself, you know, the mind should be sexy. That's what should be sexy to you. Someone's mind. I'm getting off on a tangent here. And that probably didn't make sense to any of you, but it makes sense to me. When I look at a body, and this is just me, when I look at a body, I don't think of sexuality. Like, I don't think, ooh, I would love to kiss that or, ooh, I would love to sleep with that. No, I don't think of that when I see a naked body or a body in general with clothes or without clothes. I don't think like that. That's just me. But when I get to know someone, when I get to know who they really are, when I get to know their interests, when I get to know their brain, when I get to know their mind, their body, or not mind, or not body, but when I get to know their mind and soul, that's what becomes interesting. That's what, that's where the lust comes into play, I guess, because lust is the word that I could use that everyone could understand. But that's when lust comes into play. But I think a body itself, a naked human body should not be seen as sexual. It just shouldn't, you know? There's absolutely no reason your your mind should wander when you see a naked body. It's like, does this make sense to people? I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm I'm built different, and I feel like um, I feel like bodies should not be seen as inherently sexual. But that's just me. I don't. Also, when I when someone asks me, and I've been asked this time after time after time again, Jada, what does a perfect person look to you like? What, what does a perfect person look like to you? I don't see a person when I think of perfection. You know. I don't think of a height 
You know, I don't think of a specific height. I don't think of a specific skin tone. I don't think of a specific hair type. I don't think of a specific, I don't think of any of that. I don't think of, sorry about that. I'm not entirely sure where I cut off, but I'm pretty sure I cut off where I said, um, I don't really see bot like a, a naked body or a body in general as sexual. Um, oh no, no, no. I was going off of that example that I always get asked. I always get asked time and time again, you know, Jada, what's your perfect? And I always say, I don't see a body. I don't see a particular hair type. I don't see a particular eye color. I don't see a height. I don't see that when I think of perfection in a person. I don't see that. I don't know why. I just, I literally, you know how like when you picture something in your head, I literally do not picture a person in my head. I know that sounds so crazy, um, but I don't picture a particular person in my head. I picture um a great mind you know I picture someone who is willing to communicate thoroughly I picture uh and I say someone because that's the easiest way to say it um but I picture someone who is great with talking you know I picture someone who is emotional I picture someone who is willing to accept all of me vice versa that's what I picture I picture these I picture these ideas rather than the the actual visual does that make any sense it's almost like saying uh I don't dream of visual dreams some people dream of actual visual things other people sleep strictly through the night they don't dream at all um so that's almost that same thing you know they know that they're sleeping but they're not dreaming of anything they're not visualizing they're not having nightmares they're not having great dreams they're not having bad dreams they just sleep that's almost the same thing as what i'm trying to say i literally do not visualize a, a silhouette i do not visualize actually no that's the perfect way to say it if i was to visualize a perfect person it would be a silhouette right it would just strictly it would strictly be a black shadowed silhouette it wouldn't be um curly haired silhouette it wouldn't be a black silhouette it wouldn't be a six foot silhouette no it would just be a silhouette all i see is a silhouette and within that silhouette there's sticky notes of great communication of acceptance of love you know there would be these you know colorful sticky notes all over the body of what i see as perfection within a person I bet y'all I've never heard that before because every single time some every single time I ask or not ask that but every single time I answer to that people look at me so crazy they're like what you have to be picturing something and I just went completely left with this at first I was speaking about <laughs> I just went straight left y'all okay but what I'm saying is is that you know and when, pe when I answer with that people look at me crazy but I swear that is honestly the truth I do not picture anything like I I just picture sticky notes on a silhouette that says good communication love tolerance acceptance that's what I picture what do you guys picture I'm gonna put that in a Q&A I'm gonna literally put that no that's that seems like a little personal a lot of you are probably gonna be like a white five foot white girl um no but that seems a little too personal let me not say that uh but I'm gonna put in the Q&A what I'm gonna put is what do you feel what's your quality um ideal person what quality well, I, I could word it like what qualities do you look for in a person that's what i'll say yeah that sounds good what qualities do you look for in a person anyway um yeah so that that was that topic i know i completely went left on that <laughs> but let me re so that topic that i was just on let me say this i feel like as a parent or or if you are uh the guardian of a child i'll just say guardian period point blank the provider the guardian of a child if you feel like your child has to be covered up head to toe whatever throughout your household then you have an issue 
and I don't even think it has anything to do with religious reasons. I don't think it has anything to do with someone just strictly being conservative. I don't think it has anything to do with someone just not wanting to see something. No, there is an issue there if you feel like you have to tell someone to put a bra on. Or, and some people could say the opposite. Some people could say, well, if I have to tell someone to put a bra on before a company gets over, then maybe something's wrong with them. That You could absolutely say that, sure. But some people are just okay with their bodies. Some people are okay with having skin showing. Some people are okay with that. Does this make sense to you guys? I'm going off. I'm just going left. I'm going completely left. Let me move on to the next topic because I feel like that kind of didn't hit the way it was supposed to hit. So I would just move on. I would, I would, I would, I would just move on. <laughs> let's talk about advocating for yourself. You know, let's talk, I really hope that other audio, I hope you guys got all that audio because I did cut off and I'm not sure if it picked up anything that I said, but um, let's talk about advocating for yourself. There's recently, and I've told you guys this before, but I struggle with communication and one major major probably the number one thing I know str- the number two things I struggle with is one setting boundaries for myself and that could be with friends relationship my mother whatever um boundaries I always get scared when I set a boundary or an expectation I don't want to say expectation let's keep it strictly to boundaries but I always get scared about the potential uh argument that I might start or the potential questions that might arise when I set a boundary I always want to I just I'm kind of like a yes woman you know I'm always saying yes 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 even if even if that means it's cutting deeply into me like it's making a flesh wound into me i i always say yes but recently i've been setting those boundaries with myself you know and on top of setting those boundaries i've been advocating on why i want to set those boundaries and i've been advocating for myself right so and and it's been scary you know advocating for myself has been really scary and this has nothing to do with just strictly people that are you know personal in my life this also has everything to do with education too um there have been times oops sorry I didn't mean to be super loud with that but um so basically you know with advocating for yourself it's it's just important you know and when I started to advocate for myself and even with the littlest things too you know how people say oh it's not you know it's not a big deal so I don't want to bring it up like I don't want to you know I don't want to cause any waves that's how I used to be but when I started advocating for my and that's how I used to think too like oh it's not too big of a deal and it's only hurting me a tiny pinch it's not hurting it's not life-changing so I'm not going to say anything about it but um that started to change recently um people have been asking and when I say people I mean faculty members um there's a lot going on in the university uh and we're doing a lot of events things like that and one I had said something about an idea and someone said well why do you think that and I didn't really have an explanation so I started advocating for myself oh well I think this was because I think this would be a great idea because of x y and z you know I guess that's a form of explaining yourself but it's a form of advocating and pushing for that idea and pushing that this be accepted and pushing that this is perfect for the university and this event no so that made me feel really good because at the end you know of the meeting it was accepted and I was listened to and I felt heard and I felt seen and I felt you know I felt uh what's the word I felt apart. I felt belonged. I felt like I belonged in that particular setting, right? So it made me feel good. I felt useful. I felt like an asset, not a, li- not a liability, right? So, um, but getting more personal with advocating for myself with a particular person in my life, um, and she's amazing. She's great. She, she's actually one of the people who says, you know, speak how you feel. You know, I want the unedited you. Speak how you feel. But sometimes... I get really nervous about that because, yeah, I want this person to see all the best, you know, the great things in me, the great qualities that I have. But other times it's good that they see 
I'm sorry if y'all hear that stuff in the background. They're being a little bit too loud. Um, but anyway, um, it's good that sometimes this per this particular person see the bad things too, you know, the irritation and things like that. But basically I advocated for myself in a particular scenario, right? And this was something that was a deal breaker for me. I advocated for myself. Um, and I explained, you know, I explained this makes me feel this type of way because of X, Y, and Z. And the first thing she said was, I hear you. You know, you're valid. Your feelings are valid. Of course, I know my feelings are valid. But when someone says that to you, it really changes the way the conversation goes, period, point blank. You know, because you, when you're, especially when you're confronting someone about something, you're always, you're automatically, no matter who, how good your communication is, you're always on the defensive side. And I truly believe that. Or maybe that's just me because I've been stuck in the defensive side pretty much all my life. <laughs> but, you know, you're always on the abrasive side, right? So you're always ready to fight. You're ready to fight, not listen. You're ready to bite, not not take a step back you know so I was on the defensive side my mouth was open I was foaming at the mouth I'm like let's go like I'm ready to fight but you know when as soon as she said you know I hear you your feelings are valid I hear what you're saying thank you so much let's talk about it that wall that emotional wall went down instantly you know instantly it went down um and when I basically what I'm trying to say is is when I started advocating for myself academically not academically personally not personally in life when I started to advocate for myself and it's still pretty new to me but when I started to do that my walls went down and my my acceptance went up my listening skills went up because I feel like it's very important to be an active listener rather than a talker because the more you listen to things the more you listen to people the easier it is to kind of gauge who they are as a person in general and why they are the way they are um there's this book it's called getting to yes and it's strictly this book is so 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 amazing i i'm not a reader i'm really i'm not an avid reader let me say that i'm not an avid reader i'm not a bookworm but this book i really advise every single person to read it especially if you know later in life you're you really want a relationship and you know that's probably not going to work because of the way your communication is or if you want to get into a particular type of job and you know you're not going to be able to do it because your communication is horrible or you just struggle with the period point blank and you just want to better yourself I really, really, really advise this book. It is by William Uri. It's called Getting to Yes. And the book is strictly about just being an active listener, strictly about listening to people, not about debating, not about negotiating, not about arguing, not about setting boundaries, none of that. It's strictly about being a good listener. And the more, and have I mentioned this before? I don't think I've mentioned this book before, but the more I, and I finished it, the more I read it, I was like, what? excuse me the first time I read it I was like oh f this this isn't for me like what no teach me how to argue teach me how to rebuttal teach me how to teach me these defensive mechanisms teach me these things so I could be prepared but the more I started to read it the more I started to realize my thinking of rebuttals my thinking of wanting to argue my thinking of wanting to be aggressive was absolutely wrong that's not it you should not feel that way especially if you claim to love someone or claim to love something that you're doing and you know that these issues potential communication issues may arise on your behalf or their behalf or just in general that's wrong you never want to be on the defensive side when you're talking to somebody or you never want to have you never want to listen to respond you want to listen to understand and that's exactly what this book taught me to do now I do go occasionally I do go into the book and look at the chapters on certain things and I reread just to make sure that I'm currently that I'm practicing them the way that I'm supposed to be practicing them just because repetition never hurts you know um, and I've been slipping a little bit with my communication. I've been slipping a little bit, um, especially with a particular person in my life. 
I really want to keep this person in my life. So I've really been trying to communicate the best way possible. Um, not only for the both of us, but also for me, just because it does nothing but make you healthy and strong. It makes you healthy and strong. Good communication. I feel like good communication is the key to literally everything in life. And I said this before in a previous episode, and I will continue to say it throughout my life. Good communication can change the trajectory, can change the trajectory of your life. And I truly believe that. <laughs> now, I'm not saying every door will open with the words you use. And I'm not saying every opportunity will be presented to you by the way, you know, you communicate with others. But I will say it'll definitely prop you up in life. You know how they say like, oh, the better of a body you have, the more the different people will treat you. I feel the exact same way with communication. And I don't feel like there's any lies with the whole physical body thing, even though, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. But just like they say that with bodies and working out, I say the exact thing, same thing with communication. Because yeah, a silhouette of a person, the figure of a person, the shape of a person, the stature, the amount of fat they have on them, the amount of muscle they have of them. Yeah, that makes a difference in the way you look at them. But when you have a, a perfect mind, you know, when you're working on your mind, when you really sit down and work on your mind and get to know your mind and get to know what works for you and what doesn't and how you approach other people with the mind you have, that changes everything. That changes the people you attract. That changes the people you go to. That It just changes everything. I just wish they would teach in schools, not only schools, but I wish people would talk more like me when it comes to bettering yourself and bettering the body because yeah your physical being is extremely important it's a temple treat it as such but when you start to go into more of the psychological things about yourself you really do see an entirely different world and you, I guess you could say the same thing about working out and things like that you could definitely say the same thing about that but which one is more important I'd rather have a perfect mind to where I could talk to anyone and communicate with anyone and smile with anyone and make people feel comfortable around me than have a perfect body and be dumb in the head, have a peanut brain, you know? I don't care, that's just me. You know, I, I don't care, that's just me. Because when you have, and truthfully I feel this way, I truthfully feel this way. When you have a good attitude, you have a great mind. When you have a great mind, everything else falls into place. You know, it's literally the saying mind over matter. <laughs> that's I said all that just to say mind over matter. <laughs> It, was, it slipped my head, y'all. But it's literally mind over matter. That's exactly what all this is. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about life. It's all mind over matter. Um, and you kind of have to, I don't, I feel like, yes, having more mind over matter is somewhat natural to some people just because of the environment they're raised in. Maybe their parents did that when they were young. Who knows? But I do feel like it can be learned. And I'm, I'm literally a walking representation of how it can be learned, you know? Um, I go out of my way to watch certain videos about how to train my mind on certain things. I go out of my way about communication on certain things. I go out of my way to seek this information. And that right there, you know, that counts for something. So, you know what, guys? I'm going to leave it at this, okay? Um, I'm going to leave it at this. And I love you guys so much. I really do. Please, today say one thing you're grateful for try to make it different each day at least or at least every episode you listen to when I mention this try to make it different okay but say one thing you're grateful for and why you're grateful for that thing and uh did I say I was gonna leave a Q&A oh right I am gonna leave a Q&A I am gonna leave a question please answer that question if you feel comfortable if not that's completely fine but I love you guys so much and I really hope you guys are enjoying the episodes that I'm putting out um and the topics that I'm talking about if like I always say if you have any critical uh oh my god not critical criticism for me or any ideas or something different something new whatever let me know because like I said you guys that is one thing I struggle about you know I struggle with not about I struggle with I struggle with criticism over anything in my life it could be the smallest thing to the biggest thing I struggle with criticism period (laughs) 
So I'm really trying to invite, I'm trying to just step out of my comfort zone because the more you step out of your comfort zone, especially with things that you struggle with, the more you learn and the more you're able to adapt, understand and overcome, period. I love y'all so much and I'll see y'all later.